Hey everybody, welcome back to Church Public. I am so glad that you joined us today. Today is a very important day. We are talking about should you vote? Do Christians vote? Do they need to vote? We're going to talk about that, so get ready, get set, and let's get started. All right, welcome back to Church Public again. So glad that you have joined us. Check us out at churchpublic.com. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify. We've got social media at Church Public on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, etc. Look forward to hearing from you and seeing you there. We are looking at the question today, should I vote? If I'm a Christian, should I vote? I feel like this election is out of control. I feel like the candidates are out of control. I don't like either of them. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Should I do nothing or should I vote or should I vote for a third party? We're going to talk about a couple of those things today. And I know we talked a little bit about this in a couple episodes ago when we looked at the cult of the left. You can go back and listen to that, but I'm going to address voting specifically today because we are on the eve of the election and we're very close to this. And I think you should have a good perspective. I think you should look at it and make a determination for yourself what you want to do and look at some of the biblical mandates that we have as followers of Christ and how you're going to interact with that. So that's what I want to help you with. That's what I hope to give you today. And we're going to look at that right now. So, biblically, the straight answer to the question, should I vote, is there's no thing in the Bible that says you have to vote. They, I mean, there's some references to Caesar, giving things to Caesar. That's kind of in terms of taxes and stuff like that. There's no verse that says, as a Christian, thou must vote. Uh, that doesn't exist in the Bible. And so you don't have to worry about that now. It's not quite that simple because we are called as followers of Christ to do what is right. And we're called not just to uh, do the right things, but we're called to look at the wrong things and see what's going on. And we'll talk about this verse in James in a little bit that basically says if you see something good that you're supposed to do and you don't do it, that's also a sin. So there's two kinds of things that we're talking about. And there's two kinds of sins that most of the time we talk about sins of commission, things that you do, like drinking too much, you know, or uh, sexual sin and other things. There's a lot of different sins, even getting angry, right? Um, in your anger, don't sin, but you can be angry and sin. Fighting, brawling. Uh, there's so many different things that we can talk about that are sins that you do. This is the opposite of that. It's not something you do. It's something you don't do. If you see something that's right and you don't do it, God says that's also a problem. That's a sin. That's something that you have missed, an opportunity that you have missed. So biblically, no mandate to vote, but we are supposed to do what is right. We're called by God to do what's right. We're in a really weird place right now. We are so polarized. There are a bunch of polls that show as a nation we are more polarized than we ever have been at least for a hundred and some years, maybe since the 1860s, right before the Civil War. We, in general, in the past 50 plus years, maybe more, have been fairly lined up as far as morals. We've agreed on certain things. We've talked about this in previous ep episodes on Ten Commandments type things. We've, we've, we have agreed on what the moral foundation is. Right now, we don't agree on things. There are two parties, the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, and they don't agree on hardly anything. Most other elections were some referendum on policy. 
whether you do more healthcare, whether you get more taxes or less taxes or on and on and on. And those are just policy questions. And yes, those have uh, circumstances and those have outcomes that happen based on how you vote. That's true. But historically, Christians have gone back and forth in between Republican, Democrat. There were other parties before those and the you just voted based on whatever policy you felt was the most important policy. Now, it's not about that. This is about morality. It's it's there are radical policy differences, not just little policy differences. Do I raise your taxes a little? Do I lower your taxes a little? These are radical policy differences and they're radical moral differences in between the Democratic and the Republican Party. And you need to be aware of that and you need to know that and you need to act or vote according to that. And we'll just go through some definitions real quick so that you understand. Again, I don't want to take anything for granted. You may know all of this already and fantastic. I'm glad you joined us anyway. Maybe this is a refresher and a help. If you don't, I want to provide all the resources you need to make good decisions as you go through this life, as you vote. And you don't have to agree with me. You don't have to listen to anything I say. Hopefully you're here because you want to listen. Hopefully you're here because you want to learn. You want to get better. You want to get more informed about what is going on in this world and what is going on in this crazy political landscape. So we're going to talk about that just a little bit and we're going to look at some terms that might help us. So traditionally in the Democrat Party, you would also call that a liberal party. Um, there's a continuum. I described this a couple episodes ago, but there's a continuum of, of middle, and then you go either way. You go left and right. Liberal is generally left, and conservative is generally right. Liberal, by definition, is liberal with ideas. What is new? What is better? This is not a system of thought based on truth. This is a system of thought based on subjective truth or what is better what is more revealed a lot of this came out of the scientific revolution and and some things that we now had more information and so this liberal thinking came through and and said well maybe there's other truth out there and we went down that path in a liberal sense so liberals democrats then they're also labeled sometimes progressives because they want to progress. They want to move forward towards something. And so that's why when you hear liberal, when you hear Democrat, when you hear progressive party, they can support things like abortion because it's new. It's better health care uh, rather than framing it in the truth of what abortion is, is killing babies. There's no way around saying that killing a baby is not killing a baby unless you now progress towards this new utopia where it's not killing a baby, it's just healthcare and it's new healthcare and it's better healthcare or redefinition of marriage. That's been the definition of marriage for thousands of years. Now we have a new definition of marriage and this quote, open-mindedness. This is progressive, moving from the norms of, again, probably thousands of years of human history into something new. That's progressive. And the question is, as you're voting, as you're thinking about your stance, as you're looking at the candidates in these places, can you support a party on this philosophy? Is your morality based on something that changes and shifts through time, changes and shifts through changes in civilization or does it have a foundation in something constant, something even outside of an individual 
something that I would go so far as to say, is there a morality that's outside of me and you and even outside of humanity? And that's what we have in the biblical worldview. And we've talked about that in some other episodes as well. So can you support that liberal, progressive, Democrat philosophy? Now, the other side is the Republican Party and generally the conservative party. That's how you would describe it, the conservative party. And they're by definition called conservative because they believe there's an underlying truth that does not change that we should be constantly going back to conserving when we drift from this as a culture. And we do. We drift from morality as a culture. That's just Again, a true thing if you believe in such things. So the conservative party wants to go back to the moral foundation of both the basic truth of the Bible and politically they want to go back to written documents like the Declaration, like the Constitution, like the Bill of Rights. The conservative party wants to conserve these ideas, values of family, values of gender, values of law and order. This is not a statement of the morality of the human people leading this party, Again, as I've stated before, everyone is broken. Everyone makes plenty of mistakes, public mistakes, private mistakes, and we will all be held to those mistakes by God at judgment. But what we're talking about today is these parties, Republican Party, Democrat Party, progressive, conservative, liberal, conservative. Those are the ideas or policies or the morality, the party, they want to bring this into the culture. And so what are we going to do with that? How are we going to line up? And it should be fairly obvious as you look at these, that the conservative party in terms of values lines up better with biblical values. They're based on the ideals in the constitution, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And those are values that are based on the values of God and values of loving God, loving one another and putting another person first and having individual freedoms. And then you have a progressive ideal that seems to be in contradiction to that where there is no truth. And so you're not basing it on uh, loving God, loving others. You're not basing it on the 10 commandments. You're not basing it on any sort of fundamental truth. Instead, you're basing it on an ideology or you're basing it on science or you're basing it on uh, some other dogma that you've chosen. Again, the, the problem there is it, it just escalates exponentially into who knows where you're basing your ideology because it's new. And so it's not withstood the test of time. It's not withstood the test of truth. Does a true thing last through time is a good explanation of, is it really true? And so the person, when we're talking about politics, is important, but less important than the policies that the person represents. And I know, I know, I feel it, I see it in people. That's really hard to get around. It's really hard to get through when you look at someone like Trump and how abrasive they are and how boastful he is. And you say, I can't vote for that attitude. And I get that. But what I would love to say, if you can detach just a little bit beyond that and say, look at the policies he's done. He's the most pro-life president in, I think, America's history. He has helped the economy more than any president for several decades. And, and he has given more religious freedom to uh, institutions, not just Christian, but Jewish, Muslim, than any president in recent uh, memory. And then on the other side, 
in terms of ideals and policies that are being proposed, there's abortion through 40 weeks, through birth. There are several states that have this on the ballot and they want to push this through. Abortion through birth, killing babies through birth. There's gender transition, even for children. Biden the other day said an eight-year-old should be able to decide their gender. It's things like removing your children from you if you don't let them gender transition. This is a real thing. I'm not exaggerating. Mandating pastors to break religious ideals, perform same-sex marriages, mandating you to serve a cake or take photographs or provide other services. The pizza parlor is an example for same-sex weddings and other things. Forced vaccinations, continued church closures, stricter guidelines for gatherings, things like pedophilia becoming just a sexual preference. And again, I'm not exaggerating. These are things they're talking about and want to turn into laws. Police being disbanded, defunded, religious liberty even more removed, firearms, the right to protect our families removed, the Bible or other religious words becoming hate speech. These are things that the Democrat, liberal, progressive party have talked about doing and want to do. So you have to make a choice in terms of party platform, what you're going to choose, how you're going to vote, not just who you're going to vote for, but what you want to stand for. This is not just policy. This really is morality. It's freedom. It is the battle of truth. This is a different election than other elections. And you have to know that and you have to act like that. And I would encourage you to vote like that. Again, you don't have to take my word for it. You can go look up all these things. The information is out there. If you choose to find it, don't go to CNN or other mainstream media to look for it because you won't find it there. You're going to have to search a little bit harder and a little bit deeper. And I know that sounds weird or conspiratorial or controversial. It's not. They're just are people that really want to suppress the truth and not let you know what is really true and what is really going on around you. And we've talked about on other episodes, that's because Satan, the leader of this world, is the father of lies and wants the lies to go through. He does not want the truth to be set free. I believe you do have a responsibility to stand up for the truth. That's my belief. I believe that sitting out this election is one of those sins of omission. James 4, 17, if anyone knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, that is sin for them. I believe there is good that can come from this election. Otherwise, I believe some of those things that I listed off are going to become a reality. And I, I feel like I sound negative. I don't want to be negative, but I'm just trying to be realistic. I'm looking at what people have said. And if someone tells you they're going to do something in politics, you should believe them. That's what they want to do. They've said these things publicly and they want to do these things. And I believe as a follower of Jesus, you need to stand up for it. I know you're saying you know, maybe both candidates are bad people. I, I get it. Again, we're not electing a savior. We're not electing a pastor. We're electing a president and the policies, the morality, the decisions that will be made are of far greater consequence. Trump and his language and his bravado are so off-putting. I get it. Biden clearly lies about all kinds of things. You can go back and check, look at his fact checks. Like he lies about all kinds of things. He's a career politician and does the politician thing. He, he's the cookie cutter example of a politician. So neither person is great. So what policy is better? And I hear somebody say, I had a conversation the other day. I'm just going to vote independent. I'm going to choose this other person. I'm going to avoid the issue. I feel like saying to you in this election, that doesn't help anything. It, in my opinion, this is me. I feel like it's just another form of running from the issue. 
there are functionally only two people running in this election. You have the opportunity, I would say the responsibility to affect the outcome. That is actually the beauty of this country. That's why we don't live in a monarchy. That's why we don't live in tyranny. Your vote, your vote matters. It counts. It makes a difference now more than ever. The founders who set up the system with the checks and the balances knew that power corrupts everyone. And they made this voting system to change that. You have a role to play and please, please do it. You've got to do it. Not only voting for president, vote for your local representative, vote for your mayor, your school board, your judges. All of these positions make such a huge difference. And I know I hear you saying, I don't have time to reach all, research all of these people and I'm exhausted and I can't look to see if they're all good or bad or whatever. Well, maybe. Or maybe you should make the time. Maybe this election is important enough not only to the country, but to you and your family and your friends. These outcomes are not just nationwide. These outcomes change your community. If you have a good judge and you can go back and read in the Bible, the book of Judges, there were some good judges. There were some really bad judges. A bad judge makes a big difference in your community. And the representatives are just the same. You have the ability to change the people change the policies that change the day-to-day -day lives of you and everyone you know. Don't sit back and let this opportunity pass you by. Our responsibility is to uphold righteousness. You are not by definition a Republican or a Democrat. I honestly don't care about the titles. You are a Christian. You're a follower of Christ. Vote for the issues. Vote for the policies. Vote for the moral standing. And of course, vote for truth. It is the truth that through Jesus will set you free. So please vote. I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, I do welcome feedback. You're welcome to, to check me on any of my work. I have done a lot of research into this and I, I want to know if I've missed something, but also I want you to have the, have the information, the research that you need so that you can make a good informed decision and do your part, play your part in the responsibility of living in this world and not being of it, but influencing for God the, this world. And I, I want you to take your place in that. Again, Ephesians, you, God has created works for you to do in advance, and you are his workmanship. You are created to do these things. And I believe this is one of them. I believe this is one of the things you were created to do because everybody who is a citizen has the opportunity to do this. And why would you not do it? Why would you just say, that's eh, going to take care of itself? What a great example to not just sit back and let culture sweep over you like a wave, but to stand up against it and say, no, I don't want my culture to look like this. I want my culture to look more like the kingdom of God, even a little bit. You have the opportunity to stand up, to vote, to make a difference. So please, please do that this time around. So as always, God bless. Please keep the faith. And we'll talk with you soon. Thanks for joining us at Church Public. I'm so glad you are listening. I hope that you like and subscribe at iTunes. You can check us out on social media at Church Public, on Twitter, Instagram, etc. God bless and keep the faith.